0: everybody everybody everybody
1: drop your buff Dr your Welcome back to Drop your Buffs I'm Sean Ross.
0: I introduce myself.
1: Yes, I'm Kevin Hazelhurst. For those who follow Australian Survivor and our Australian Survivor recaps, you may know Kevin as the fill-in one time for Ricard during Heroes versus Villains, and he passed the test. He's back again.
0: Fan Um, demanded. Fan demanded. People
1: people did love Kevin. You could say not only is kevin the backfill for ricard when ricard can't make the australian survivor recaps but also kevin is something of my podcasting drag mother in a sense in the sense that because (laughs) there's like three listeners who carried over from deja the view over to drop your buffs and kevin is the host and founder and ceo of deja the view and He really showed me all the ropes with podcasting. So I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for Kevin. That is true. And and I know I don't say it enough.
0: (laughs) This is a full circle moment as I am responsible for giving Sean his career. I taught him everything. He was an intern at my company, Deja The View. And (laughs) now here I am completing my work placement at Drop Your Buffs. And And I hear
1: rumors that Deja The View might be coming back.
0: Yeah, it is really nice to be back on a hot mic. Um, although I am feeling a bit sheepish, uh, as well, it has been a while. One. And yeah, we may have a new
1: episode in the works. So, it, am I invited or? Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought you had moved on to <laughs> brighter pastures.
1: Well, that may be true, but also, I well, yeah, we'll see. The problem is I stopped watching The View.
0: Well, so did I, love, but you have an open invitation to return any time that you'd like to switch on the TV and watch an episode. (laughs) Okay, great. I'll look
1: up the Gypsy Rose uh, interview ASAP. Did you not watch it? Didn't watch it. I only saw the little clip of Joy saying that Murder is okay. Gypsy
0: Rose would be a great guest in the Traitor's Manor.
1: For sure. Well, it's all about murder. She didn't get away with it, though. But she served her time. She probably learned a thing or two.
0: Let's give her another chance.
1: If anything can prepare you to play the Traitor's, it's prison.
0: <laughs> yeah. As Marie said. <laughs> just forget never mind <laughs> i was going to reference something marie said on our podcast the other day but that's too much of a deep cut
1: on your podcast the other day yeah we already recorded it oh my god i didn't know that you were interested well i wasn't but i'd like to know you'd like to be invited still yeah, i would still like the invitation Okay, well, you have an open invitation. The next time you're recording, I want a knock at the door and in your best Claudio Inclement impression to say, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, speaking of which, let's get into it because there's so much to talk about with the Traders UK returning. Maybe before we talk about the episodes, we can table set a little. Kevin, what is your familiarity with the Traders? so i just want to say it's such a treat
0: to be discussing my favorite program the traders um, a show about people who have different accents than me (laughs) and to be able to discuss it on a medium where i'm able to practice my impersonations of these accents is just that'll be great icing on top i watched the first season i fell in love with amanda Mm -hmm. and i Became so obsessed with the cast, like all of the UK did, I think. I kept up with them after the show. And nothing has ever compared to how I felt watching that first season. It was like I was drowning underwater and I couldn't breathe until season two. And it felt like I finally had my first breath of fresh air seeing Claudia back on my screen. So that's my familiarity with it i also did watch both seasons of australia gays for annabelle
1: um and so canada gays for girlie you had to watch season two of australia
0: you know what it has a bad wrath but i was entertained and i'm not going to spoil it but
1: unprecedented and truly unprecedented and i have to say well, Annabelle is the clear star, and I think Annabelle should be on every reality show internationally ever produced, except Deal or No Deal Island. Um, but <laughs> but I think the, the person who's overlooked the most from that season is Camille, and Camille is, I know, all up in, well, I don't know if I can say that, in your stories, and all up in our stories, uh, for sure. Camille is around, she's got, like 200 followers total, which is a shame. She should really be a star because she was a star in that season. And like one of the most memorable moves in Traders history.
0: One of the things I love about the Traders UK is that it is so camp. And I always feel like that is missing a little bit from some of the international versions, except when I see people like Annabelle and like Camille mm. who are strategic and understand the game but they also like bring a level of camp effortlessly to everything that they do and that's why i fell in love with both of those women and powerhouses and i also ended up listening to uh annabelle's podcast covering the traders canada and i feel like i learned a lot about the strategy of traders from listening to her
1: well i'm hoping you can impart some of that on me because i still don't know what the strategy is exactly
0: I don't know if the strategy matters in the Traders UK the way that it seems <laughs> no. to matter in the other formats.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, like you, I feel like I really found something special when the Traders UK season one aired. I think still it is one of the best reality seasons of TV that I've seen Like probably in the past decade. It's so top tier. And I was a little nervous about whether they would be able to live up to it with season two. There was a lot of rumors while uh, they were in pre-production about the casting and that they were extending casting because they were really trying to weed out influencers and people who were trying to become famous uh, from the traders as they saw happened from season one with so many of the cast members. And so they were really trying to find normal British people and I mean, I think there there are a few going through the cast who, like, have kind of a big following on name Instagram em. and stuff. Did you say name them? Name them. Uh, well, I don't have the names off the top of my head. Name them. I em. think that, like, I think they're kind of random ones. There's, look, Sonya? I'm still struggling with the cast. I, I'll be honest. Is it Sonya? <laughs> no, but it should be. There is... A number of young women on this cast that I'm still trying to sort of distinguish between. Like, I think of... I mean, I know who Charlie is, but Evie? Maddie and Evie. No,
0: sorry. Charlie and Evie.
1: Yeah. I'm waiting
0: for it to be revealed that they're twins. Well, okay.
1: That would be good. That would be a twist. I would like that. But also... So, I, I mean, like, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, because I did watch these twice, but it's really Evie, Molly, and Charlie, where I'm just, like, young, blonde girls. And at least there's only three of them I can handle that, but it they've been a little invisible so far.
0: Well, didn't Molly... Isn't Molly the
1: one who has talked about disability modeling? Yes. So they They've gave, all had, like, a moment. Evie's the only one that didn't have a moment, but, like, I think Charlie had a moment with the... Does God watch the traitors? Um, And Charlie's like vocal. You know, you know what's really invisible is Charlie's hairbrush because she's showing up to that round table.
0: Okay. You know what I was thinking, though? Like, because I do believe they are twins, I think one of them is doing wavy hair and one of them is doing straight hair. (laughs) Okay. And it's to be revealed later.
1: Okay. Okay. This is like the big brother twins DNA twist. Yeah, we love that twist. I didn't see that season, but I do know the twist. They did it twice. <laughs> what?
0: They did it once in like early seasons. It was very yeah. iconic. And then they repeated it many seasons later, like more recently. And it, it didn't go over quite as well. They weren't as iconic of twins, but
1: still fun to see. Hard to come across twins where both of them are iconic, I think. Mm. All right. Well, I have to say with the Traitor season two back, I do feel like they did land the casting pretty well. The number of 50 and 60 something year olds is a delight to see because we just don't get that, especially on Survivor these days, uh, which is my main focus. Uh, I wish that somebody would take a look at the success of these shows and be like, oh, old people are really good on TV. Older people are really good on TV. Um, But not only that, but they upped the production value. Claudia sending out invitations on an owl, a trained owl that then flew in front of the Jeeps or whatever those vehicles are. It was stunning. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Stunning. A a trained owl and also the
1: return of the train. Yeah. Yeah. The train, which was like blatantly missing from the Traders US season one.
0: I think that there are some powerful gay people working behind the scenes at Traders. (laughs) I just know it.
1: Well, there has to be. There has to be, and five of them are working on Claudia's fringe, right? And at her, um, all times,
0: Melinda Verga blue contacts. <laughs> She's actually being styled by Melinda Verga this season. Okay,
1: Who, uh, who's that?
0: <laughs> the breakout star of Canada's Drag Race season four.
1: Oh yeah, I've heard
0: about her. Okay.
1: Well, didn't didn't see that one, but. Maybe I'll catch up.
0: Another Bob queen. You know, actually, I was just i was thinking about this. If Erica from Survivor Season 1 and Traders Canada Season 1. Survivor wait, s- sorry, Season 40 41. 40. I dropped the four and I kept the one. You t- <laughs> um, if she is the queen of the fuck-ass Bob, then that means Claudia Winkleman
1: is the queen of the fuck-ass Lob. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think there's a new queen of the fuck ass Bob, and that's Diane. <laughs> You're right. She Bye. has a, a floral
0: blouse, a secret sun, an Anna Wintour wig, and a dream,
1: <laughs> and, and forty years of teaching experience, where she won't put up with any bullshit, even if the bell rings. Period. Okay. Well, maybe we should like dive into the cast here because they all arrive at the castle. They're gooped. And Claudia tells them, Claudia's first big trick of the season is to tell them to get in a lineup from least likely to win to most likely to win, or the other way around. And of course, this happened last season, and the two least likely to win were sent packing, only to return later in a shocking twist. And so they all thought something was up. And I thought something was up too, because in, did you watch the Traders New Zealand? I
0: watched some of it. I didn't. Okay. So in the first
1: episode of the Traders New Zealand, they did the same gag. And instead of just sending someone home, they gave them the option. They said, like, least likely to win over there on a column is like $10,000 cash or something like that, five or $10,000. And they're like, if you want to go for it, you can run and take that money, but you're out of the game. (gasps) And the guy ran and he took the money. So I thought they could have done something like that, given like, you know, the big, uh, from season one, Maddie, will she, won't she take the money? Which was like, what, five five pounds? Ten pounds? I think it was 5K. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pounds. I think it was like 2- 2,500. Like, it was like, it was a small amount. But... It wasn't a life-changing like amount. That I know for life sure. Changing. It was not life-changing. It was not life-changing. It was like, she could go down to Topshop and get a new outfit. If Topshop didn't go bankrupt. But... It was all a gag and Claudia Winkleman said, we're not doing the same thing. You think you know the game? Think again. What do they say on diary? You think you know? You have no idea. This is the diary of Claudia Winkleman.
0: Yeah, I loved that she said, get in an orderly line as well. That is something I have been quoting Lately, and <laughs> it's like, exactly, one of those things where no one knows what why I'm saying that.
1: <laughs> like outside the, at the streetcar stop when yeah. people are getting on?
0: Yeah, in an orderly line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Wait, I have a question for you. What? If you were there, n- having seen season one, where would you have gone in the line?
1: I would have done exactly what Diane did and gone straight for the middle, but then... Is it like a reverse, reverse, where it's like, oh, it's neither the top nor the bottom that's going to get affected. It's going to be the middle. You can't hide in this game anymore.
0: Yeah, I would have gone, I would have tried to be right next to one of the ends. I wouldn't go for the very ends, but I wouldn't go for the middle.
1: Yeah, middle bottom, I think. (laughs) Middle bottom would be safe. It usually is. Uh, Okay, so they go into the castle, and Claudia selects her traders.
0: Is there anyone that you were hoping to get selected in that moment where she's interviewing everyone and walking around?
1: yeah well i had already seen a little bit on twitter about diane and so i definitely had my eye on diane and i thought she would be selected as a trader just because some i like there was no spoilery chatter on twitter that i had seen but i had seen enough to know okay she's potentially the new amanda and so i was almost expecting her to fill that amanda spot on the traders uh and I also thought that if not Diane, then it's gotta be Sonya. Like we have to have an older lady be a traitor. Like it's it's a part of the mix. And I guess Ash is fulfilling that, but Ash isn't like, I wouldn't classify her as an older lady, she's just like a mature lady. Um, And so I thought that that was like a bit of a surprise for me because I did think that they might go a little more traditional and and choose an older lady for us to really get behind as a traitor. I was but kind
0: of know? hoping to see Sonia or the psychic like I want I did mm, want to see Tracy. Yeah, someone I wasn't expecting Ash, but I was happy with that choice.
1: It actually would have been such a great move too, because it, it has now become tradition across traders' franchises to have a psychic clairvoyant and we had one on canada we had one in australia there may have been one on new zealand if i'm not mistaken i can't recall if there was one on the us i don't think so um but it would have been a great role reversal to have the clairvoyant be a traitor because then it's like well what are you using your skills for now
0: you're so right like that it's time like we've done it so many times now that it's time to actually make them a traitor or like maybe she'll be recruited Some they could later recruit her but mm. i i agree but i could not believe that another psychic walked through that door i was like oh <laughs> this is funny like that you're gonna just make this a thing like it already yeah. was a thing internationally but we're just gonna like keep doing it i love that
1: well it's so the traitors to be like this game has no strategy and it's all about like baseless finger pointing and so who better to put in this game? Who who would have an upper hand? Nobody, except a psychic. T. Because you literally have to be a mind reader. So it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Maybe they should have psychics on other shows. I would take a psychic on Survivor. Um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the the qualities that you need to be a psychic probably make you a good candidate for reality TV. Like, there's a level of being self-aware but not quite self-aware. And I'm not trying to dunk on psychics here, but, you know, my skepticism's showing that you're, there's a little bit of a level of delusion. And I think that works really well for TV. Plus, your whole job is talking to people. You're basically a therapist. You're a therapist with no training.
0: Mm-hmm. The is the salulu,
1: I yeah, would say. And- but do you do you believe like uh, in the psychics?
0: I do. I do believe. I mean, I was going to talk about this later when we when what well, do you know the psychic's name? Tracy. Tracy uh when when they were doing their reading. Yeah. Um but I know I do believe I believe everyone has a level of like intuition. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think there's probably way more fake psychics than there are real, Mm. but I do believe, um, I have been known to dabble in tarot readings. Um, do do you have your cards ready now? No, I don't do the readings, but I have, I have had them read, but I don't think you necessarily have an upper hand in this game by being intuitive.
1: Really? I would think that you would. I think like psychic aside, I think intuition and being able to like read people should be a skill that comes in handy. It hasn't worked out for the psychics in the past a whole lot, but I think it could. But I feel like there's some element of the pressure of being a psychic is like you have to perform. It's like, oh, now I'm going into the challenges where like, it's like somebody said on Drag Race this week, the, the U.S. Drag Race, which I actually watched, where they're like, I'm most nervous about the challenges that I'm going to be good at, that I know I'm good at,
0: because then right. you're
1: going in and you like have to perform and there's like pressure on you. I so guess- I feel like a psychic walking in, it's like their whole like livelihood, Not it's not that their livelihood isn't on the line, but there's something there to like prove themselves, because this is like something that people already are skeptical of, and then... You know, you should be able to implement it in this game. And then you either are or you're not. But I think no
0: one is really being themselves in this scenario. Like everyone is playing a part and everyone is either trying to throw suspicion on themselves or get suspicion off of themselves, whether you're a traitor or a faithful. And if you are a traitor and you're actively lying to people, I think that there is like your energy could be blocked. I don't know clearly being a psychic if any of these psychics that have been on the show are legit clearly it's not an advantage (laughs)
1: right yeah okay okay so our psychic is not chosen as a trader instead we get ash like we said our second you know if we're talking international traders our second trader selection of an ash there was an ash in the traders australia do you remember her the short curly blonde hair she went very early she, she was sort of like dressed in like a like when Marge Simpson turned her Chanel dress into a. S- suit.
0: Oh yeah, she was one of the celebrity, yeah guests. Yeah, yeah. I do She was her. Ash.
1: So it looks like this Ash may be following a similar path to that Ash, uh, potentially getting eliminated next week or this week. Um, but so we have Ash, and then we have Paul, the very tall ginger man who is a, a business manager, and we have the army engineer, Harry. Harry seems to be fulfilling the role of Wilf uh, no, from season whoa, one, if okay. anybody is. No, I saw that totally differently. I When I saw
0: Harry and we were introduced to him, I thought he's playing the archetype of Aaron from season one. Huh. And Really? Yeah, and I was hoping that he would get chosen as a traitor because I thought it's kind of the producers being like, oh, well, Maddie thought Aaron was a traitor all season long, but he actually was just kind of bumbling around. Mm -hmm. So let's actually make that, like, innocent young boy the traitor this time. And I was really happy that they did that.
1: Okay. I hear you. I hear you for, like, episode one, but I think that... You know we're talking uh all of week one so we're talking up to episode three here and we're going to be jumping around a little bit probably but i feel like based on episode three in that final round table where brian has a breakdown that was giving me flashbacks to aaron's panic attack uh, at the round table where brian has lost it and i feel like brian is maybe fulfilling the role of aaron ultimately and then you had harry sort of like we've gotten glimmers Uh, that people are feeling really good about Harry as a faithful in the way that everyone just assumed Wilf was a faithful except for Maddie. Um, And, you know, there was that scene where he's like sitting around with people and he's like, I think they're targeting young people based on one murder. Um, I think they're targeting young people. And they're like, no, don't worry. You're fine. Everybody knows you're faithful. Like you're going to be fine. And like, don't worry about it. I don't think that's their strategy. You're going to be okay. Um, That was giving me glimmers of like everybody blindly trusting Wilf. I suppose you're right but I wasn't really getting Aaron energy
0: from Brian but I I see what you're saying now. I just thought Brian was cast to be hot and yeah. to look like the guy from the Atlantis movie yes. and to represent Twunk excellence and yeah do yeah. it gracefully.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably that is probably the role he was fulfilled fulfilling i think i'm i'm really hoping he stays in this after this cliffhanger because i want to see how he's going to continue on because right now he's spiraling out of control and uh, i'm hoping he can bounce back like aaron did but we'll see
0: my friend texted me because we had said we texted each other and said brian's hot and then by the end of episode three they were like brian gives me the ick but unfortunately i was like i could fix him
1: I can see it from both ways, but like look, if I ran into Brian in a dark room, I would not be t- 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 turning right back. <laughs> if I saw him I would... out
0: in the pasture, I wouldn't walk past her.
1: <laughs> and if he goes home, uh I hate to see him go, but I love to watch him leave.
0: It'll be too bad. <laughs>
1: okay and we find out from claudia that the trader selection is not complete they are going to have the opportunity to enlist a new trader what do you think of this twist to give the traders a little agency in the game i love this
0: twist i like that they don't have much to go off of so they don't have it's like they're getting another trader which is an advantage to them i guess but they don't have anything to go off of really i thought it also was good because i wasn't I wasn't rooting for Paul to be a traitor. I, I don't know if I love a conniving traitor. Yeah. Like, he wanted it so badly. And I think I prefer seeing someone who's, like, more innocent or who you don't normally get to see in a villain role be a traitor. And so, like, like even though in season one I was rooting against Wilf, uh, he was compelling because yeah. he was, like, an anxious mess. And, like, in Canada, Mel B was my fave because she was just so bad at it. Um, And to see, like, Paul kind of frothing at the mouth to be a traitor, I was like, oh, God. And then to see who else was selected and see that Harry was going to be, like, right under his thumb and Ash was probably going to get steamrolled by those guys, I was like, oh, this is good that we get to add someone else in there. And then I was surprised that Paul let them choose... Miles, because Miles seems really like strong and independent, and like almost has an alpha energy about him as well. So I was surprised that Paul would allow that energy in the in the what do you call the traitor's room? The turret. The turret. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the traitor's turret.
0: I thought that that was a good twist, and I thought their choice was a good choice, but it surprised me that Paul let that happen
1: yeah yeah coming back to what you said about paul because we had all the little interviews of claudia being like do you want to be a traitor do you want to be a faithful it seems like more and more people are saying they want to be a traitor than in season one because they sort of probably because they saw how it plays out and they've probably seen i mean like obviously in season one of the uk the faithfuls won but i think they see that that's probably um the least likely scenario that the traitors do have the upper hand so people do want to be a traitor and I felt like people were pushing it a little too hard, and if anybody was pushing it the hardest, it was Paul, because he said something to her like, she was like, what are three words to describe yourself? And I don't remember two of them, but one of them he said, cruel, which is like, nobody describes themselves as cruel. Like, that's a really awful thing. That's an awful trait to have as mm-hmm. a human being. It's like, cruel, and So for you to come liar. in and like tell Claudia Winkleman, like, I'm cruel? Like, no, I don't think so. He was like, murderer, liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> murderer, cheat, cruel, uh, monster. And so I was like, this is like a little much. It, it feels like a put on to me. And I don't love that. So I felt like they just like gave him exactly what he wanted. And honestly, I haven't shaken this feeling. I don't like Paul.
0: Yeah. I th- Unfortunately, he is kind of playing a good game. So it's harder yeah. and harder to root against him because like, well... He's doing what he needs to do. He can't help that he got chosen. But yeah, I'm not I'm not rooting for him, even though
1: he's doing a good job. And the way that when they took off their masks, Paul couldn't suppress his smiling. And it was like so it was just like so obvious to me around that round table that he was a traitor. Like that is exactly how I would act if I was chosen as a traitor because I would be bad at acting. You mean the
0: blindfolds?
1: Yeah yeah uh yeah
0: but then when you see like the scene of him later when he's like walking into breakfast and he's like oh i perfected my act <laughs> and then it cuts to like charlie or evie being like look at paul you can tell he's innocent it's like
1: that's what i don't get when he walks into breakfast and he's like yeah i've been practicing and he's like arms up waving hi <laughs> hey how y'all doing <laughs> I'm like, what? This is not perfected, but everybody is falling for it. He must have some charisma that I'm just not seeing. Definitely. He was also voted most popular in the Scarecrow game.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, yep, like, good job. Good job, Paul. Good job. But I want to say, like, with Miles in the traitor's turret, Uh I don't see a world where Miles and Paul... Are at the end together. Like one of them no. is going to take the other one down eventually. That's my psychic feeling about it, and I, I think that that the the writing is on the wall eventually for them. I think Miles is too strong, so we'll see which one makes it. Also,
1: the- that's it's so interesting that you say that Miles is strong because I uh, see my read on that was that Paul's fine bringing Miles in because so their options were that they narrowed down and they're really like showing us in the murders and the decisions that it's between these people and they're even putting it on the screen and they're like lower third to be like potential traitor, potential murderer. Um, But we had them discuss Andrew, the uh, roided up (laughs) Welsh guy, Um, Sonia, of course, queen, Diane and Miles. And I felt like with Miles, I felt like he was the least, strong or like least assertive of all those people and maybe i'm just putting that maybe i'm just projecting like my gay energy onto him that he would be less assertive but it felt to me like they were especially harry and paul were bringing him in as an easy get this person out so we look like traitor hunters so what paul
0: said is that it was because miles was fiercely loyal which Mm. how would you know yeah but i don't know i just get a vibe from miles that he's strategic um, and that I, I, I'm. This is my psychic vibe. That he's my winner
1: pick. Okay. Wow. Bold. Yeah. Okay. Well, my okay. psychic vibe is that you know, if if Ash goes home in episode four, uh, which remains to be seen, I do think Miles could be shortly after. Uh, I think that yeah, Ash is not long for this game. Also, I just want to say the height difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It would be really fun if there was, like, an opportunity. I've always said there should be some, like, game or mission where the traders become a little vulnerable. Like, I think it would be so great if... Did you watch the squid game, The Challenge? No. Oh, okay. So there's this great game that they play uh, towards the end of that where they're all blindfolded and they're sitting at desks. And then the the people, in this case Claudia, would put a present on one of their desks. And then if you get the, if you, or sorry, that's not it. They tap you on the shoulder. If you get tapped on the shoulder, you take your blindfold off. You go get a present from the middle of the room and place it on someone else's desk, sit back down at your desk, put your blindfold back on. And the person with the present on their desk has to guess who put it there. And so there's like a little of like feeling the air, sort of like listening to the room and like trying to figure it out. I feel like there should be something where the traders have to do something like that. Or... With the height difference, it would be great if they could just like get a glimpse of like a traitor in a hood. <laughs> the silhouette. Like, okay, <laughs> it's either Paul or Ash. And like, there's a three foot height difference between them. Yeah. It's still a work in progress, this idea, but I do like it.
0: It was jarring and I loved it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, they go for their first breakfast where Sonia pulls out a wild card here and approaches Ash and says, are you a traitor? And Ash, like, this is why Ash is a bad traitor. She can't, she can't like formulate a reaction to that. That is any sort of semblance of a normal human being. It was
0: so funny. And that's why she was perfectly cast as a traitor, in my opinion, because (laughs) it is so funny how seriously she took that and then like later brings it up when they're discussing who to murder. She's like, we got to get rid of Sonia. She's on to me. (laughs) but It's like, how do you not? Can you not tell that Sonia is just like a kook? But also, also
1: the way that she must have been stewing on it all day, because later she's like, well, Sonia, I know you're a traitor. Yes, tries like, to out get of her nowhere.
0: back. <laughs> also at breakfast, did you notice that Sonia and Antony had to sit on the back bench because the breakfast table was so full?
1: There's not enough seats for everybody. Will they get to eat? I'm worried because even like after... A murder or after a banishment. There's a there's a breakfast scene, and Charlotte is having to sit on the back bench, and she's literally serving so much cunt during this scene. It's insane. She looks like a '90s actress that I can't like, sort of an amalgamation of '90s actresses like Parker Posey, Winona Ryder, or is that the Winona? Yeah, no, I thought I was. I thought I said Winona Judd. Um, <laughs> But she's like sitting back there and just, just like lounging, and I was like, where's her seat? She yeah. has to be starving. She's sitting at the cunty table. Yeah. How do you serve cunt faithfully? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Claudia comes in and tells them it's time for their first mis- mission. They're going for water. It's sort of a play on the original Quest for Fire uh, first mission from uh, every season of The Traitors. Uh, But this time they have to make a puzzle in the water uh, out of all of these different sort of buoys and they have to start tied up. And there are now shields in the game in the missions, which I personally think is a great little evolution of how the shields work. But I still think there's some kinks that could be ironed out.
0: Thank God. Like, I love this. And I love that they have to do it out in the open so it gives people a little something extra to be like, to use against people yeah i love that there's like a strategy of like do i go get it or do i help the team and it kind of reminds me of like those seasons of survivor where the idol is like hidden in the mission in the challenge yeah i love it i think like the shield i liked how in australia they would do like a separate challenge for the shield i think there's not enough shield going on in traders in general so i'm so happy that this season so far there's a lot of shield
1: And there's three in the challenge like that's so many shields the only kink i think that needs to be worked out is that i i think it's two out in the open still i think it should be like a little more secret so where in this one it's so clear because it's either you know you're, you're either jumping ship in the water or you're getting untied uh you're untying yourself and then running for that shield I wish that it was a little more hidden Uh, and like in the scarecrow ones where it was like, okay, well, if you're going for the scarecrows with the hats on them, um, they're going to have the shield, uh, even if, you know, some people pretended not to know that. Um, But I feel like maybe just mixing it in or, but, but there has to be intention. So I don't know exactly what the solution is, but I would like for there, it to be like a little secret because then then it works a little more like a hidden immunity idol where it's like, oh, they're going to, if they actually take the shot and try to murder this person, they might not get murdered. Right. And they're still in a position where it's like, and even like Claudia's hinting at this, which is like, you don't have to reveal if you have the shield, but you can, and they they are, and it seems like they're creating a culture of revealing, mm-hmm. like you kind of have to fess up, Um, but- I do feel like if there was an opportunity for them to really keep it hidden, we could get a really great moment of an attempted murder.
0: Right. Well, maybe they in the maybe when designing the challenges, they thought that it was a little more secret than it is and maybe that's yeah. why it's in the script for Claudia to ask
1: yeah if they want to reveal or not. But who knows? But then they were putting all those red hats on the scarecrows.
0: Right. Ultimately <laughs> It's just good to see that the Faithfuls can have a little bit more agency. Yeah. I think that's nice to see, especially in Traders UK, where the players tend to be a little bit less strategic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And I also have to say, regarding the challenges, we're still on this uh, clock running out. (laughs) we're still racing against the final seconds to complete the challenge and and they do it Um, because in this first challenge it's just like I mean I don't care but there is something where it's like when every challenge comes down to seconds left on the clock and You know, like, with two minutes left on the clock, they're all still, like, on a dock putting the puzzle together, which all has to be, like, latched together still. Then they have to swim back to shore. We have two minutes. At one point, I think there's, like, 40 seconds. And then she's like, come back, come back. And then somehow there's 12 seconds left on the clock when they detonate.
0: I love it. I think it's perfect. (laughs) I think Claudia makes it so funny. I think... That was something that I thought was like really strange when I was watching Canada is like they failed the challenges sometimes. And I was like, wait, what? I didn't know you <laughs> yeah, could fail yeah. the missions because I was so used
1: to UK where it's just like, oh, and we won. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, yeah. This is the thing is Claudia. I, obviously, everybody's least favorite part of the traders is the missions. I do think they've breathed a little more life into them with the shields. um, And I think they're having a little more fun with the missions, like the in the second episode, the bird calling mission. Uh, If we're going to like if we're just going to have these silly missions, then like go full tilt. Uh, But I do think that Claudia's narration was sorely missed by me after watching all these seasons of Australia, New Zealand, Canada, US, all of those really took I mean, Korean and Canada did have sort of like a camp aspect, but nobody's been like quite as earnest or funny as uh, Claudia. No one's breaking
0: the fourth wall like that.
1: Yeah, nobody
0: is doing that. Or or saying, uh, what's the boat that she was like, I don't have words to express. I I don't have words.
1: They're on their fifth circle. Uh, Yeah. And, And like the way that she just cheers for the contestants and like, you know, in the bird calling mission, you know, encouraging Sonia to run, uh, it's just yeah. There's, so, there's there's nobody like Claudia. She's.
0: I never use this phrase, but she's the goat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so refreshing, though, to just see new missions in general.
1: Totally. Like
0: oh my god, I cannot watch Buried Alive again. I think they might
1: be. Do- I think they might be doing it. I won't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Buried Alive is literally the worst traders challenge and why do they have to do it every time it's so boring I digress I don't know if all of the challenges in the UK because we're in a similar situation again where it's like you US UK filmed back to back same location I'm gonna guess a lot of the same challenges based on the preview for US and uh, we'll see we might get tired of these challenges very quickly but yeah it's nice to have some new ones so we have a murder coming up, no round table, and the traders have to decide who is going to be their first murder. And I feel like they've learned a lesson, particularly from the US and uh, particularly Sari, who was like, we need to murder completely randomly. And that has to be the reason Aubrey goes, right?
0: They, yeah, like I think, what did they say about him? They said, I don't think they said much, but the faithfuls um, gathered that it was because he was too observant. Uh, Diane said, it's because he sits and watches. Was that good? No.
1: (laughs) I'll try again. I'll keep
0: trying. Um, Yeah, she said it's because he sits and watches.
1: He was doing a lot of sitting and watching. It sounds like someone's kink
0: on Sniffies. (laughs) I think they murdered him because he looks like Mr. Peanut. He was giving uh, yeah, host okay. of The Traitors vibes. He wasn't giving faithful yeah. vibes. He was giving I'm auditioning to host a spinoff. I borrowed some of
1: Kareem's clothes. And yeah, he was.
0: He's dead now.
1: He was like, I don't know if they're doing a New Zealand 2, <laughs> but if they have any budget left over after hanging the drapes in the banishment room, then I'll take it.
0: Yeah, it's sad to be the first kill, and but I hate to say it, I was happy out of the other choices. Totally.
1: Because who did they discuss? Diane. So they discussed, Paul suggested murdering Anthony, but they took him off the table for reasons that I don't remember. Ash suggests Sonia,
0: because mm. obviously
1: it had gone back to Ash that Sonia was, or, or no, because it was because Sonia had accused Ash of being a traitor. Um, and... Harry, I love this. Harry's like, Sonia is harmless. And Ash is like, no, 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 no. But this is like,
0: this is the thing. Like, yes, Ash was overreacting. But it showed that like those guys don't have her back at all. Like totally because it's not like they no one was coming for them. So there's no reason like they they should have just listened to her.
1: Well they also could have just presented it in a different way. They could have said like, "Okay, sure Sonia is coming for you, but don't worry, like we can deal with her in banishment or like nobody's going to listen to her or something like that to be like at least we know where she stands, but let's do a random for all these reasons."
0: Yeah, like strategically no makes no sense to get rid of Sonia based on that, but it just yeah, it demonstrated that like they don't give a shit what Ash
1: thinks. Yeah. So they had it narrowed down to Sonia, Diane, and Aubrey. Which, like, yes, of course, we didn't want to lose Sonia. We didn't want to lose Diane. So Aubrey really was the best option for the audience, and and they did it. And uh, Aubrey is the first murderer. and Claudia, as tradition, throws his picture on the floor. I always thought she should throw every picture on the floor.
0: I kind of thought she did. That's how I remember it in my mind. But she was like, <laughs> no, "It's tradition to the first one." Yeah. It was, it really, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, I miss that so
1: much. Also, I have to say that Claudia's outfit on this day, the oversized green sweater with the happy face elbow pads and the kilt and like the rain boots, I thought was like truly iconic fashion.
0: It was so chic and I desperately want to wear that.
1: Also, The Guardian did an entire article about that outfit. As about the, the cultural so. impact of that outfit. And they were like, headline, the kilt is back. Oh my God. Swear to God. The Guardian.
0: She kilt it. <laughs> it actually was so like effortlessly chic in a way that like not not everyone can do that. Not everyone can it's, wear that. Uh, and it it pull it off in a way that The Guardian wants to write a whole article about it.
1: It was borderline punk. (laughs) (laughs) It was punk as fuck. So we get a little downtime with the contestants after breakfast. This is where uh, Sonia reveals her degree in social science. Molly talks about her disability modeling. She talks about her colon bag. Um, Diane tells Paul and Harry that she doesn't get along with Anthony and this is really going to fuel a lot of Diane's storyline Well, 50% of Diane's (laughs) storyline moving there's a
0: lot of storyline with Diane there's a
1: lot of story for Diane but this whole Anthony thing I I don't really quite get it entirely because she's really harping on this issue that happened in the lineup where you know when Claudia asked them to arrange themselves in an orderly line She's trying to get in the middle, and she's saying Anthony blocked her from getting in the middle. We got flashbacks to it. I don't think he was blocking her. I think he just wanted to stand in the middle too. He and just so, like wasn't doing what she asked him to do. Yeah. And <laughs> which, as a teacher, as a retired teacher, she's not used to that.
0: Yeah, like I love Diane. It was giving Karen, but <laughs> it was <laughs> it was giving. I feel entitled to join the line. I feel entitled to direct people around. But I love the Diane. The bob jumped out. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that she's like calling him a traitor based off of this interaction that happened before the traitors were even chosen.
1: <laughs> so, Like she has just got it out for him.
0: Yeah. She is an icon and a legend. And I think that it's extremely funny, especially given that she is claiming to be so strategic that she is like going off of something that happened before the traders were selected.
1: Yeah, it's iconic. There's so
0: many funny tweets about Diane also. I I saw a tweet that was like, Diane is accepting her master's in cuntology with a concentration in mother logical studies from the (laughs) University of Servington. (laughs) And I couldn't agree more.
1: I saw a great one that said that Diane runs her cul-de-sac community watch like it's a s- satellite Soviet state. <laughs> she runs her neighborhood watch like the navy. Yeah. <laughs> she ran yeah, there was one that was like she she ran the elementary school trip to Disneyland Paris like it was the navy.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Talk about getting into so an orderly there. line.
1: Yeah. And I have to say that although there's a lot of attention on her Anthony thing and Anthony seems to be at the top of her trader list, I have to give her credit because the second the blindfolds came off, she turned to Harry and was like, something's wrong with you. I could hear your breathing. She was making such a big deal about it. I almost took my I almost took my blindfold off. I I thought you needed medical help. It's like, no, you didn't. (laughs) That's so dramatic. I love that. (laughs) So she immediately sort of clocks Harry. She seems to have given that up a little bit, but I'm giving her credit for clocking Harry at the round table. I'd like to clock Harry at the round table. She says, Paul, you could be a traitor just casually. She's like, I could see you being a traitor. Um, And she's got Anthony. So like on day two, and then of course she's going to start pushing the ash thing. So like she has got three of the four traitors marked. Unfortunately, she's hyper focused on the one suspect that isn't a traitor.
0: Yeah, we cannot lose this woman. She is too good.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we're in a good position because I think it was with the next murder. I mean, Diane's name is always floating around, but I think uh, it was Paul who said, "Let's not worry about Diane. She'll get herself banished." And so for the mission. Uh, This time they have to split into two groups. One's going to be outside. One's going to be inside. Uh, The group outside has a chance at a shield. And basically they have to run around, find bird calls, replicate the bird calls over a walkie talkie system. And then (laughs) the people in the castle have to find the bird amongst many birds. I think all mislabeled. Like they're not real bird names. No, they made up
0: names for them.
1: They made up like pet names for the birds.
0: This was the greatest mission of all time that I've ever seen on <laughs> any reality show ever. It was camp. It was camp. And I love that the players were like playing along with it too, like when they were uh doing the bird calls, they were holding up the binoculars pretending mm-hmm. to be bird watching. Like they were fully into it. Um I don't usually like love the missions, but again, Claudia makes it so fun like when she was like Sonia was running and she was like, Good running. <laughs> have you ever seen one of those bird watching sheds in real life?
1: No, never.
0: I have happened upon one once and I'm just realizing now what it was from watching the trailers.
1: Oh, you thought it was like a bus stop?
0: <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the woods. Is the bus <laughs> no. still running? Do you want me to replicate any of the bird sounds?
1: I would actually love that.
0: Okay. Could you do
1: Beaky? How about worm face? Okay, I do worm face. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> Wasn't there a third part to that? Wasn't it like ruff, ruff? No, that was. URL, oh, <laughs>
0: whoa, 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 That was the flap flap.
1: And then there was the massive one. That was the machine gun, right? That was like. <Earnest chưa> it was like. Uh! Actually, okay. there was so
0: the the one that was like rough, rough. This one, rough, yeah. rough. Um, <laughs> yeah. Claudia says, "Reminds me of a date I once had." Johnny.
1: Oh yeah, she did say that. And
0: later, during the one that was like a crazy chicken sound, like ah, ah, <laughs> Brian says, "That was banging." By the way,
1: <laughs> this challenge is like the evolution of the church challenge right like the church bells challenge yes because claudia is playing the exact same role here which is like this is my favorite version of claudia where she's not just commentating on the events but she is actively participating like remember in the (laughs) remember in the original uh season where they're doing the church bells challenge and claudia like tell what's the old lady's name again Oh, I wish I could remember. Oh, God. But she tells her, she's like, it's that one over there. Yeah, Like, she tells her the answer, which is so fun because it's just like, okay, well, if we're not taking the challenges seriously, at least the show is not taking them seriously either.
0: Yes. There's no benefit to the audience to see them not win the missions. Yeah. So we might as well have fun with it.
1: And also that all the birds are like, the statues are falling apart. (laughs) Like, the birds are falling off the podiums and... And the it's one great. giant bird, like <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great challenge, great challenge. And they added uh, 4000 to the prize fund, and Andrew, Paul, and Anthony got the shield, the bird, the shield bird, which I thought was really great too, that there's like shields. I didn't understand how it was all working until it was playing out that like, oh, the people in the castle are having to go through the motions and all they're getting out of it is a shield for other people.
0: Yeah, but there you go. Like, that's them, the three guys getting the shield in secret. That's what you wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because there was three teams, it's like the other one had gone to the shield bird station and been like, wait, the shields are gone, but they don't have to know which other team got them. Yeah, could have been could have been really fun, but everybody's on the up and up this season.
0: After the mission, Kyra ended up being mad about the shield.
1: Oh yeah, well Kyra was pissed off before the mission about the shield. Well, actually Zach was pissed off about the shield. And Zach has been flapping his gums nonstop all week long, where he he was like really upset because Kyra had gotten a shield uh, in the first mission, right? And so she wanted to be on the outside team so she could have another shot at a shield. And Zach's like, well, I don't think that's fair. And finally, he just sort of gave up and threw a temper tantrum, but stayed inside the castle anyway. And then, so what did Kyra do after the mission? So she was mad that they
0: there was a team that was selfishly got the shield,
1: right? Because I think Andrew had said something like, "Well, we're not going to go. We'll go for the shield if we have time at the end." And then the second they had the opportunity, they went for the shield first.
0: And so she was called up for being hypocritical and i can't say that i understood her logic on why she was mad but i was living for it because i wanted to be on her side and i loved that she was going for it there but if i was in the house i'm not convinced like you literally abandoned people that were tied up in the first mission to go run and get that shield and then you have the audacity to be openly mad about people getting a shield
1: in the next mission but again, yeah, can't. yeah. Yeah. This whole argument between Zach and Kyra at the round table. Again, yeah, just like you, I was trying to follow Kyra's logic and be like, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You didn't have an equal opportunity because you can't swim, but wait, but you got it anyway. Um, so what's the problem here? And, but what I really loved about that argument was that Kyra's trying to explain herself very poorly. And Zach's like, yeah, but the issue is, and like, unfortunately here, this is like the one time Zach was Right. Because he's like, yeah, but no. Um, but that Diane butts in and is like, um, excuse me, let her finish. Like running the round table like it's her third grade classroom. Which I really appreciate. Diane just has a way. It's not even like she's like seeking attention from the camera. But she just has a way of grabbing it naturally.
0: She's actually co-hosting the season. That's why she has the shorter bob. And Claudia as the main host has the
1: lob. Oh, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. What if when Diane gets banished, they're like, Diane, are you a faithful or a traitor? And she's like, I'm the host.
0: What if she removes her wig?
1: (laughs) And and underneath she's just Claudia Winkleman?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Passes it down to Ross.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be good. Um okay, so what do we have here at the round table? We've got uh, Harry accusing Zach, we've got Ross accusing Sonia. Um, but there, it, the the steam really starts going when Sonia's name is thrown out and there's a whole pylon of her and I don't like quite understand why, but she's got one person in her corner and that's Diane.
0: Right, which is interesting because I would say, the reason Sonia went home is because of Ross and Ross was plotting for Sonia to go home before the round table. Even he brought up how she uh, was in a conversation and then repeated that to someone else. And he didn't like that. And he said, I'm going to get her out of here. She's stirring the pot too much. And it's a real shame because she, I don't think she was stirring the pot and I don't think if she were a traitor, like a trader doesn't stir the pot
1: totally totally this is the thing yes it's all coming back to that first mission after the first mission when zach said well it'll be nice to get a good sleep tonight and they're like well what do you mean zach only a trader would get a good sleep and this is so the traitors to have like a throwaway comment made and then everybody be like, well, that is so something a trader would say and every time it's not something a trader, it's not coming from a trader so like nobody's learning from this. but yeah, I, I I like the read I had of it was that Sonia was just like so excited to have something to gossip about that she was like, isn't it funny that Zach said that? and it was taken as something and I mean like I get why they do it. I get why a Ross does that is like, well, this person was saying that so like it's not on me. So it's just like, I think deflection, I just don't, I don't think that any of these people really believe Sonia could have been a traitor, because a traitor doesn't act like that, like you said.
0: No, it's just, it's just like a first vote, like we just have to vote for someone, and I need to go with the majority, and Ross is leading a charge, so I have to be a sheep and do what I gotta do.
1: And Diane's like, that's not how a trader acts. I'll tell you how a trader acts. A trader doesn't let you get in the middle of the lineup on day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they do vote, and Sonia gets uh, the, the large mm-hmm. majority of votes. But Diane sticks with Anthony, and also of note, because I want to bring this up later, is Anthony votes for Diane. So Anthony and Diane are really butting heads here, all going back to that line drama, and they're shooting shots in each other's direction and i think this is important when we talk about the final round table so put a pin in that sonia is eliminated she reveals of course that she's a faithful and diane lets out (laughs) a very ill-timed and ill-advised celebratory yes because she was right that sonia was a faithful diana's main character syndrome Because who
0: else would do that if you didn't think that you were the main character? And she would be correct because she is the main character. But I was thinking it's kind of like it probably is going to backfire as we see in the next app. but like, and I don't think it was intentional, but it could be kind of the perfect thing to throw a bit of suspicion on her because what I have learned is that as a faithful, you actually want there to be some suspicion on you in this game so that the traitors will keep you around. Yes. Because so often people get murdered because the traitors say, well, they'll never get banished, so we have to murder them. But obviously it's a tough balance, and I think like it, it's going to lead to Diane likely getting banished sooner than later. But the way that Diane explained like why she did that too was like, Okay, it was still not necessary. You did not need to do that.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also from the perspective of everybody else like anybody coming out of that being like, uh that seems like traitorous behavior. It's like literally no it doesn't if you <laughs> think about it for half a second yes. because first of all, it's clearly coming from a place of surprise and excitement, and a traitor would know that Sonia is a faithful. And so like they're keeping that, in, they're keeping that excitement in. That excitement has already happened and dissipated over the entire course of the conversation. And actually, what a trader would do is like shut the hell up during that entire thing because they would just be happy with the way the conversation is going. But like Diane coming in and like defending and then. And then saying yes, which like none of it adds up. If you think about it for five seconds, that like sh- Diane is not a traitor. Like the that this is like all the proof you need. If I'm a faithful in this game, to be like, okay, I can trust Diane because no fucking traitor would ever act like that.
0: That is true. You would have to so. be so genius mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And they don't cast those have to people be like, in the Traders UK. You would have to be like... Oh, you would have to be like Meryl level of genius mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are thinking so many steps ahead that you've already won the game and spent the money. Yeah. You would have to be a really special kind of person. Imagine if at the end of season one they did like uh sort of like Saw-like flashback where it was like Meryl was always 10 steps ahead and she knew exactly what she was doing.
0: Yes. Release the Merrill director's cut. <laughs>
1: so we also get that of course the traitors meet and uh, Harry tells Ash that you know there's more people coming after her Diane is now suspicious of Ash as well uh, which is something that uh, uh, she brought up earlier that day and that's when they say don't worry about Diane she'll get herself banished and so they consider murdering Kyra because she's loud Johnny because it's random and it'll throw suspicion on Ross because I guess they had some kind of bust up at the round table and Meg who is a production assistant who wandered onto the set of the Traders because she I don't who's Meg I literally don't remember Meg literally my
0: point exactly I'm not being shady like I don't remember who's Meg oh Meg I know who that is she was the girl that was like I've got nothing to say (laughs)
1: She's a a brown-haired mousy girl in glasses, and uh, I am genuinely fascinated by her because I don't know why she's on the show. I don't know. And I almost find that more fascinating than some of these other people.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, like, why did she apply? Maybe she auditioned for a different show, and they said, let's put her on Trader's. Yeah, and she, she auditioned
1: for the weakest link. Yes. Guess, and where she, you just have to say one word each round.
0: And they gave her the DVDs of season one in the hotel room, but <laughs> she just never got around to watching it because she was reading books.
1: Yeah. That must be it. So they end up murdering Kyra, which I think is such a disappointment. And also when Kyra goes in and her collects her uh like murder letter, she looks so good. Yeah. I think it's a real
0: shame that she went. I don't think they needed to murder her. I think that... I, I'm i not a strategic mastermind, but I don't think that that was necessary. I think, like, the fact that Kyra was so loud at the round tables and the fact that she was focused on, like, totally random wrong things was could have been an asset to the traitors, but that's totally. just me. And this
1: is what I don't get. It's, like, either... Okay, there's, like, a short game you can play, which is murder Kyra, and she had just had this big bust-up with Zack, so, like, that could make Zack look bad, but that only lasts until Zack is banished and and revealed as a faithful. Like, that is not a long game. You have Zack and Kyra going at each other. Like, you want to keep that going as long as you possibly can. And so, like, what I don't understand is why, how they could have Kyra johnny and meg and the one they go for is kyra because meg would be such a great murder because literally nobody knows who she is and johnny is a perfect murder because nobody's they're right nobody's ever going to banish him ever
0: i know yeah that johnny would have been perfect but
1: we live in an imperfect world we're in a different simulation yeah So at breakfast, we get Anthony offering a truce to Diane, and she's like, I accept your apology. And then in the confessional, she's like, but I still totally a traitor for what he did in that line. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be speaking to his manager. People are also talking about how Ash is being too quiet, and that she was, like, so nervous before going into the round table, which is not something that we saw, but... It's something we're told, and I believe it.
0: Yes, all of the accusations against Ash that come up later as well, it's more telling and less showing. We don't really yeah. see the evidence that the accusations are based on.
1: As they say in the Treasures Australia, where is the evidence? <laughs> <laughs> you thought I forgot about the accents.
0: I'm still working um, on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nor, So there's a whole thing going on where Zach tells Andrew, I believe, that he thinks there's a mother and son duo in the house and that it's Diane and Paul.
0: And then Paul somehow brings it to
1: Diane. Yeah, somebody tell. I think it's like Andrew maybe tells Paul and then Paul brings it to Diane. He's like, you'll never believe what they're saying. They're saying I'm your son. And she... Ha- I, I got to give her credit because she handles herself so, herself so well, but there's one moment where I feel like she cracked and it's like, she lets out such a maniacal laugh that in Paul's face that she's like, that's so crazy. But to Paul, he's like, Oh yeah, that is crazy. Cause she's totally not my mom. But from Diane's perspective and as we'll learn, Paul could never be her son, but Ross is that, I feel like that is a laugh of shock, where she's like, holy shit, this is my worst fear, but it's about the wrong person. Yeah,
0: or I don't know. I feel like Diane was in her hotel room waiting for this moment, rehearsing her laugh. (laughs) (laughs) She knew this was going to happen at some point, and she was rehearsing every aspect of it down to her evil cackle.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe so. I mean, she handled it so well, and she's like, you could never be my son, you've got ginger hair. And he's just like, I dye mine. Um, and, and also, he's so tall, but they say they have the same eyes. But you know who has the same eyes as Diane? Ross. Ross. They but are Ross literally does. identical. They are so identical, it's insane. It's so crazy. And I feel like the only thing he has going for him is that he's wearing those glasses, So and... They are, like, thick, thick bifocals, and they are blowing his eyes up so big that, like... For me, it's emphasizing how much they look like Diane's, but maybe in person it's a different story.
0: So when I when this reveal happened, I immediately realized, yes, they look identical. Prior to that, I didn't clock that at yeah, all. Sure. However, yeah, <laughs> However, I did clock Ross's glasses, and I thought to myself... I don't know that those are the right frames for his face, because I find the corners of the frames cover his eyes a bit. Like, you can't quite see his eyes. (laughs) And it just so turns out that his eyes are the giveaway that he is Diane's
1: son. So do you think that he chose those frames for TV?
0: I'm not alleging anything. I'm just saying that's what I was thinking before I even knew that he was her son, is I just thought, I don't know that those frames suit your face, but that's none of my business.
1: Most likely to believe a conspiracy? Me. Kevin.
0: Okay, also, speaking of most likely to believe a conspiracy, Tracy. Yes. I thought it was really interesting that this sun reveal scene happened right after the tracy's psychic reading scene where she was like uh giving anthony a re- anthony a reading and she said something in your childhood has made you the person you are today
1: and he's like yes, yes yes definitely
0: that is so me i think the edit probably did her a little bit dirty for sure but at the same time like <laughs> that is what psychics be doing like they do yeah. say something in your childhood made you who you are today um so I thought that that putting it after that scene was interesting because I think um paul or, or Zach accusing paul of being diane's son almost proves that psychic vibes are real because I think he was picking up on some like mm. intuitive energy that there could be a mother and son in the house but he just he himself is not at Tracy's level, so he could not figure out where to
1: place that, but I think he he was getting a vibe. Yeah. Okay, I see where you're going here. And it's almost because Tracy's coming to the house as a psychic, and she has to perform, and she's getting performance anxiety, where Zach's just like, wait a second, this has never happened before, but I am picking up up a maternal vibe here. And there is no one... I can feel... The, the umbilical cord is not yet cut <laughs> spiritually and I'm tracing it.
0: And there is no one like more relaxed in that house than Zach. So of course he would be the one open to receiving this energy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I also
0: want to say the editing of this reveal was <laughs> yeah. incredible. It was like a true crime reveal
1: like the way was so wild there and it was as if it was as if diane if i didn't know better and i walked into the room at the exact moment that the reveal happens i would think that diane and ross were part of a family that was murdered in cold blood in the 1980s <laughs> like the shots of them as mother and son over the years overlaid with like you know uh, it inverted colors and this like bombastic music. It was so wild. Like, but it TV is gave me back. chills all over my entire body. TV is so back. TV is back. The BBC is back. There
0: were so many tweets that I saw about this moment too that were so funny. Like, uh, I don't know. I like the friends references, like people being like, yeah. Chandler isn't Monica's brother, but Ross is. <laughs> I saw. Well,
1: I'm, like, racking my brain. Literally, my last name is Ross. <laughs> and my co-host is Evan Ross Katz. I like, I can't do anything with this.
0: <laughs> You'll get there. Just keep trying. I know. Um, There was, like, that clip from the Golden Globes last night that everyone's talking about of, like, Selena whispering yeah. in Taylor's <laughs> ear. And someone was, like, they were saying, Paul couldn't be my son, but Ross is.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been... Such a moment on Twitter. This whole season is like, I don't know if it's my algorithm or something, but like my Twitter for you, whatever, it's not a for you page. My Twitter feed is like 90% traders.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, training it to be that way. Um, I also love Ross saying to camera, so it turns out Diane is my mom, as if he just found out. And the way that Diane confronted Zach about it in front of Ross just to fuck with him. Yeah. Like, do you want good fucking TV? Yeah. Go to Diane, cast Diane. Because <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. Just um, her just like messing with Ross. Like, she also must have felt so confident in that moment that
1: he wasn't going to freak out. Like, totally, she's testing him. Growing they up must in have that household. Every possible scenario. Like, she must have been like, there may be a moment where I come in the room and I'm like, you guys want to hear what someone just said? I guarantee you. And you you have to, you cannot let on. They have been running scenarios like plays. Since the 1980s. They have been waiting for this moment since Ross was born. Diane had Ross for this moment. (laughs) She was like, I know this is going to pay off.
0: And then later,
1: Ross gets
0: back at Diane with that roast comment when they're having the roast he's like i forget what he said but he said something like oh my mom i can tell
1: you exactly what he said because this is my favorite moment of the entire series so far and i don't know if anything is going to top it where they find out for dinner it's a sunday roast every everybody in the uk loves a sunday roast and they're eating their sunday roast and he says this is this is such a great this is so great sunday roast and she says oh you never had a sunday roast before and he says well my mom usually makes not so good ones. <laughs> and she says, Well, then you need to come to my house. And he was like, like, if you the performance they're putting on, the the people in the castle don't even know what is happening. I know. They're they're at home watching a different show than the one they participated in. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a treat for them. It's funny
0: because remember they had the couple, the secret couple last year, yeah. but it played out so disastrously for them. <laughs> and I love that we're seeing this like secret relationship play
1: out in a completely different way. Well, do you think it's ever going to get revealed? Well... Because I never thought... Like, I I did not see the couple getting revealed and it's episode four. It's that big breakfast scene in episode four in season one where they're like... They panic. mm And he's like, just so you know, Alex is my girlfriend.
0: I think Ross and Diane are too strategic and too cutthroat to reveal it themselves. But I can see if they both get banished. Yeah. The last one revealing it. Um... Totally. I need a but fan edit immediately of Diane that's like, bitch, you know I'm sexy. Ugh, don't call, <laughs> just text me. I think it has to exist already. Well, send it my way, please. Okay. You can contact us at sean okay. <laughs> at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, you will, yeah. please send it our way. At dropyourbuffspot or dropbuffspot on Twitter. Um, it, it's incredible. It's incredible TV. And... Well, skipping over this a little because we did talk about Tracy and Anthony's whole thing but also Tracy, the, the moment her psychic vibes are working is that she's like, Ash is sitting there kind of like rolling her eyes during this whole reading and she's like, I got, I've Ash is blocked off. I can't read her aura at all. Okay. She's been hiding it from me. I'm like, she's right. Yeah you're right. That's
0: what I was trying to say very poorly earlier when we were talking about psychics. Like I do think Ash is capable, like you can block a psychic. You can be so closed off.
1: <laughs> are we awarding the point to a- Ash for blocking the psychic, or are we awarding the point to Tracy for recognizing that she's blocked and therefore something shady's mm-hmm. happening? I think they each get half a point. Oh, okay. Fair. A trophy for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're each getting a participation medal. Uh, okay, so we move on to the mission, the Scarecrow mission, the Field of Gold, uh, where they have to go through and answer. So they've done a survey, and they have to figure out which uh, the group chose between two the top two options. Of course, a play on my very favorite Survivor Challenge of all time, where they fill out their surveys and, and just roast each other. They chopped. chopped the ropes. They chopped the ropes, um, changed the game in Marquesas. Best episode of all time in Panama, of all time in Survivor History, the one in Panama. Um, So this leads to a lot of great stuff. And here, I feel like some of the questions could have been better, but we can run through them here. But of course, I think it does pay off with Brian's uh, sheep question. But we have, who's the most likely to believe a conspiracy theory, Zach or Tracy? The answer is Zach, which is appropriate. But this is the thing. Like, he's the one who was pushing the Diane... He's the founder of the Diane Paul conspiracy theory. So, like, more people must know that than like we're seeing. And granted, they can't spend the entire episode just having everybody react to it. But uh, there's something there because I don't know what other conspiracy theories he's pushing. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. It's very and Tracy. Well, it's a no brainer it's very interesting
0: to do this mission now and not do it later on when they actually know each other because it stirs the pot in a big way, but it's also based off of first impressions. It's based off of nothing. So yeah, I think that is probably why it like hurt Brian so much to be the sheep because it's like, they don't even know him yet. Also like I love, I love, The eyelashes on the scarecrows. Like, why are the scarecrows serving so much cunt? Why are the scarecrows (laughs) auditioning for RuPaul's Drag Race UK? Why are they ready to walk the (laughs) runway? Like, why? Not to
1: mention Claudia's twin scarecrow. I know, who's like, literally, knock on wood, should anything ever happen to Claudia, that we got a backup.
0: Well, we got Diane as well, so (laughs) we got backups on backups. We
1: do. Uh, What else do we have? Who's the most popular, Johnny or Paul? And the answer is Paul. Everybody thought it was Johnny.
0: What spell has Paul put on them?
1: That's the thing. I just don't get it. Like, this was a big shocker to me. This is the moment where I was like, Paul is going to win the show. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I guess, like, counterpoint to my earlier point, Is that, like, Paul maybe is the Wilf. Like, how is he the most popular? Because Wilf was also the answer to, like, some of these, like, either popular or most funny or something like that. And it was, like, I I wasn't seeing that side of Wilf either in season one. And here we're getting this challenge, I think, a lot earlier than we got it in season one. And we've got Paul taking the spot. There's just something about Paul that really, I don't know, he seems like he's giving me, like, a sociopathic vibe or something. Like, There's something about Paul. It's unsettling to me. Paul Blundy. We need to talk about Paul, (laughs) Kevin. Uh, So we go into, they they, they all make it to the Field of Gold, and it's very clear there's all these scarecrows, they've got gold in them, and then there's scarecrows wearing red hats in the back, and they're like, what could we do to make these scarecrows serve more? Put a hat on it. (laughs) So they put hats on them, and... Um, and then Zach gets himself into further trouble here because he's like let's uh, let's go for gold guys like we're definitely not going for shields and then he goes for a shield and gets one um, and Jasmine also gets a shield though Jasmine says this. Jasmine is the one that's like I didn't know the ones with hats had shields on in them I don't know if I believe I'm them, not buying it at this point it's her only storyline so I'm gonna take it so they do bank 8,000 which is pretty good out of 10,000 and uh, Zach and Jasmine have shields but it's really all downhill here for Brian because never in his never in his life has he heard the word no.
0: <laughs> I certainly wouldn't and say it to him.
1: Not until today has he heard the word bah, <laughs> and he can't get over it. He is obsessed with the sheep thing. I
0: loved how on the drive home it's like it it goes to Harry and he's like, "I'm so happy I'm human. Imagine being a sheep <laughs> and just eating all day." yeah (laughs) well this is what sparks brian uh, to say that he wants to now he's like it's empowering he's claiming that it's like empowering him actually because he's now going to prove that he's not a sheep he's going to speak up more so that is
1: such a sheep thing to say
0: (laughs) yeah he's literally doing like what the herd (laughs)
1: wanted him to do (laughs) exactly there's also this drama right before the round table where zach says to charlotte that oh oh there's a oh so there's a roast dinner enjoy your last supper bitch (laughs) and charlotte's like what the fuck is wrong with him and she has this great quote in her confessional where she's like if i worked with him i wouldn't go to lunch with him (laughs) (laughs) which like charlotte was only on my radar because she was serving on that bench at the breakfast room but now she's really on my radar because that is such a burn. No,
0: as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, that's why
1: she got cast
0: because she's so yeah. like sensitive as well. Like when Zach made that comment, like if he had said that to me, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. I would have just been like, ha ha. But it means that she's yeah. well cast. Yeah. Also, like I refuse to go back and like double check. But to me, it sounded like he said the Last Supper. I didn't hear him say, your last supper. I thought she misheard him and then went on a spiral.
1: Hmm, interesting. Well, one thing I know is that she misquoted him because she sa- he said, final supper. And I don't know whether he said yours or the, but y- y- now that I'm thinking through it in my head, I think you're right, I think it's the, the final supper. Yeah, but- z- And then she was like, he just said, I'm having my last supper. He just called me a Judas. <laughs> and he said i had fucking ugly shoes <laughs> and she went room to room telling everybody what zach just said <laughs> yeah so i it's like yep i
0: check like i see why you're here in the house charlotte thank you for joining yeah. us welcome to the manor um <laughs> zach is just a wind-up.
1: <laughs> He's yeah he's a windup merchant um, so at the round table, <laughs> this is so great because it's really Brian's round table to lose. And uh, Claudia's like, well, who's going to kick it off? Before she's even done talking, Brian's like, I'll do it. I'm, I am I was called to sheep today. And, uh, you know, continues to spoil her about that. But the accusations are thrown every which way.
0: This is where I can understand people started to get the ick for Brian. Not me, yeah. but I can see how other people, because he said... He's like, I want to start off soft and fluffy, if you will, and address the <laughs> sheep in the room. So he says he wants to address the sheep in the room, but then he proceeds to like not address anything. He's like, I don't care that I was voted the most sheepish. Well, that was a that the lie detector test has detected that that was a lie. <laughs> He's like, maybe I'm a bit disappointed. So I thought I'd start soft, and then we kill each other. Just nonsense. And then that's all
1: he also, says. Like also, in, in this show where people are grasping onto every word you say, I thought it was weird that he would say, and then we start killing each other, because like this is exactly the kind of show where they're like, "Oh, oh, you, so you're going to kill us, so you're a traitor, because only the traitors kill in this show. It's just so funny. But also I think they're like, "You're so dumb, you can't be a traitor." no yeah he's
0: too too, well then they literally try to banish him so (laughs) but it's just so funny he's like i'm gonna prove that i'm not a sheep and then so the way to do that would be to like accuse someone of being a traitor but instead he just talks about himself but doesn't even say anything (laughs) he doesn't give a theory he doesn't say he just says like gibberish basically and he starts to like go on this anxious spiral There's a moment where Jasmine, like, is talking about how anxious he is. And she's like, it seems like you're really trying to hide from something. And then he says, I've got a lot of anxious energy jumping
1: about. (laughs) And then what's worse... Then all of this for him is the conversation moves on like it fully moves on and there's some shady stuff brought up like paul says to jazz you don't talk at all isn't that a little suspicious maybe we need to be looking at the quiet people and jazz is like i have nothing to say <laughs> which is like the worst response and also we're on tv here like speak up I know. and then Jazz we and have, Meg, they need to get together. And then we have Ross being like, you know who else doesn't talk? This girl that I think works for the production. She's got a clipboard and <laughs> her hair's in a bun. I don't think this girl could possibly be a faithful. And then she's got nothing to say. And then finally, Tracy's like, let's cut the shit. It's Ash. We all know it. And then there's a huge pile on, on Ash. And all that's going great. And Brian should be sitting there like oh yeah okay like sheep sheep yes okay everyone's voting for ash i'll vote for ash but instead he sees claudia coming out of the shadows to stop the discussion and he goes uh could i just have a selfish moment i know there's a lot of people there's that are on the verge of i am and there's a lot of people on the verge of i am it, and i'd like to hear from the people who say i am not
0: <laughs> and i also loved getting to see claudia like Looming towards the table, and then when, like, she seems like genuinely so over this conversation, she's ready to wrap it up. Like, she truly looked so annoyed when he said, Can I have a selfish moment? Like, I loved getting to see
1: that, yeah. Because Claudia is usually the maternal figure for the cast, and she looked pissed off. I loved it, I really liked it. Brian
0: should have been a traitor, he would have been so funny
1: literally. So everyone's just basically like, what are you doing? He's like, sorry guys. (laughs) Um, And then they vote and we have a three-way tie. Ash, Brian, and Diane all got four votes. And so Claudia explains they're going to make a final plea. You're all going to vote again. They're not going to vote. And it better not be a fucking tie or else it's going to go to chance. And so they make their pleas. None of them are great. I did think Diane's was good where she was like, I couldn't. I'm menopausal.
0: Diane did a much better job defending herself than Brian. And yeah. also...
1: And Ash was just like, I like to get to know
0: people. Ash's defense was, I like to try to get round to everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so they revote, And in a shocking twist, uh, we have what seems to be another type. We're left with one vote left. And it's a tie right now, six votes, Brian, six votes, Ash. And we had also Harry and Paul making googly eyes at each other, um, deciding to turn on Ash, which I feel like is so risky. And like to for a trader to take a shot at another trader and have it potentially not work out is so wild. And I was doing research before this because I'm sure that it happened. I'm it happened sure in Australia. that a trader. Okay, I couldn't find it. Do you remember the circumstances?
0: Sam turned on Blake. And then... Okay.
1: Blake never... Blake continued to work with him, but held it against him. Right. Because Sam had some kind of fucking spell over that entire hotel. But this...
0: See, like, Paul is exhibiting Sam-like tendencies here. And, Mm. like, that's what I don't... That's, like, what's kind of annoying to see as in a trader is like he's so quick to uh, turn on ash it's like it's not necessary but you just are so like again frothing at the mouth to play the game and to be traitorous that you can't help yourself yeah. and it's like yeah it's maybe not the move but now i it, it could make for great television. Like I pray that Ash stays. Like I don't want any of these people to go home. But if I will say goodbye to my sweet Brian if I have to. Because I would rather lose Ash than Brian. I need to see what happens when Ash goes back to the toilet. The turret. The turret <laughs> and I want to see that confrontation. Because I think okay. she's an emotional player and she's going to be really upset at them.
1: Well, I, the thing that could be interesting about that is that Ash goes back and is pissed off. Miles is pissed off because he wasn't in on this, like, traitor on traitor crime. And so he could be like, hang on a second. they These two have something going on. right? And maybe me and Ash need to, like, work together to sort something out.
0: Exactly. Like, and, that's where I think we see, like, Paul versus Miles, this potential storyline.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could see that. But I also want to see what happens with Brian. <laughs> Because right now it's just getting good. I, just, I love him so much. But here's my theory is that I think it's going to come down to chance because the last vote to reveal is Anthony. And I think Anthony voted for Diane. Oh, my so God. So I think we could have a 6-6-5 vote because Anthony voted for Diane at the last round table. Diane voted for Anthony at the last round table. And I think out of the three options, I think it makes sense for Anthony to vote for Diane.
0: I'm not emotionally prepared to lose
1: Diane. Well, she can't leave. She wouldn't have even if he votes for Diane, it would still be 6-6-5. So Diane would be I would assume out of the running. Oh, sorry. I would I'm hope not a good and that it would come down to the two, to the two tied. If it wasn't, if that wasn't the case and Diane was up for the chance elimination, that would be fucked up. I think it would have to be Ryan and Ash.
0: As soon as you started talking math equations, I, my brain was just thinking okay. about Brian's cute little outfits.
1: <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's where we're leaving at a huge cliffhanger and potentially our first tiebreaker scenario on the traders. I'm so excited. My prediction is that it's going to be a tiebreaker between, um, Brian and Ash.
0: I just feel so happy to have this
1: show back. Me too. It's so fun. And also, what's crazy, like, it's almost, it's, well, it's not almost, it is overwhelming because on Friday, the Traders US premieres and they are dropping three episodes on Friday. And let's see if I've seen those episodes and it's a roller coaster and it's iconic. And I'm the only thing I'm worried about is that, like, and because the seasons appear to be quite similar in the way that US and UK seasons one were that, like. They should have scheduled this a little better. We should have had a meeting um, so that one could have aired before the other. But these are going to be airing at the same time. And I'm a little worried about that. But the UK will be airing three episodes per week. Um, yes, the US is dropping three episodes on Friday, but then they're moving to a weekly schedule. Uh, so that'll be a little more drawn out. But
0: uh, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I'm excited. Let's but... see if I can keep it straight because I, you know, I struggle. You know I struggle. I know. Um,
1: You mean keep it straight between the two seasons? Yes. Can we wrap this up with a game of Star or Starless? Yeah, what are the rules? How do you play? So I'm going to run through everybody on the cast, and based based on week one, based on episodes one to three, were they a star or were they starless? And this is not a reflection of their character. It is a reflection of their edit on the show. Were they a star or were they starless? It is totally subjective how you define whether somebody was a star or starless. And we can put starless rising as a category for somebody that you're seeing star. They're rising. They weren't totally starless, but they're not quite star quality yet.
0: Sun, moon,
1: star, (laughs) rising. All right. Jasmine. Starless rising. Jasmine, starless rising. Okay, I see it for her. I'm giving her starless. Miles. Starless Rising, Starless Rising, Andrew. Starless. Who's Andrew? Starless. He's the Roy Oh, okay. Blush yeah. guy. Ross. Star. Starless Rising. Anthony. Anthony. Starless. I'm gonna give him a star.
0: I think he's just collateral star damage.
1: Yeah, but he's given it back. He's given it back in a way I appreciate. Ash. Star. Star. Johnny. Oh, uh Starless but starless. in the
0: popularity vote in the house. <laughs> Star.
1: Not he's not Starless in the house, but he's starless to us. Meg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> starless rising.
1: Starless. Zach. Star. Star. Sonia. Star. Star. Supernova. Diane. Supernova. (laughs) Supernova. Kyra. Star gone too soon. Star. I think she was a star. Yeah. What do you call it when a star dies? Uh, Implodes. (laughs) Harry. Star. Star. Evie. (laughs) Starless. Charlotte. Star. Starless rising. I think she's the definition of starless rising. I take it back. She's on the rise. Aubrey. (laughs) (laughs) Starless. (laughs) Starless. Jazz. Starless. Starless. Charlie. Starless. Starless Rising. I gotta say, that line about whether God watches the traitors or not, like, it had me. And I think she's a good confessionalist.
0: But then Ross was like, we don't know if God's a he or a she. He forgot to say they. Good point. Brian. Star of Atlantis. Brian. Yeah. Paul. Star star
1: molly oh starless rising starless tracy star starless rising okay we're more or less on the same page we're in the same we're in the same solar system yeah
0: but for me the definition of star is if i like them or not
1: <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> okay with that uh, i have lots of memes to post on the instagram at drop your buffs pod and Kevin, I don't know if you know this because I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not, but we always like to pick an emoji for people to comment under the meme cap. Would you like to select this week's emoji? Do you have anything in mind that...
0: The little chicken drumstick.
1: Okay. Nice. A Sunday roast at Diane's house. All right. With that, thank you so much for listening. This was a pilot episode, so we'll see if we're back next week. <laughs> next. See see what the response is like. Uh, So if you enjoyed this, please. Put your drumsticks up. (laughs) Put your drumsticks up. uh, Leave a comment, rating, review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We always love to see those, especially the good ones. Um, And thank you so much for sticking with this very long recap of the Traders UK. How long was it? It was an hour and 45 minutes.
0: Oh, you'll be fine. Listen to it on double
1: speed. Okay. Thanks for having me anytime. Well, almost anytime if we continue this series. I always like to keep you feeling like you need something from me.
0: Keep me on my toes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. All <laughs> it's right. Giving. Thank you trader. so much for listening. It's Giving Trader. Bye. Bye.